All right, all right, all right. Your mom's favorite Mexican, Hector. Your president's favorite illegal, Louie. And we got the show tonight. We got the show with your mom's favorite American. Max Showtime Shoba, baby. Let's go. All right, so Hector, thanks for the Dutch Bros, man. I appreciate it. Of course, bro. You could have had some Primochino, but I mean... That's true. Primochino is not in the building. Uh, that's a coffee delivery, by the way. If you guys want to get some coffee delivery, you hit up Primochino. Uh, Primo, shout out to you, homie. Keep killing it. See, man, I've been drinking Dutch since about, I want to say, sophomore year of high school. Dutch has been around. Shout out man. to Primochino, though. I think it's still, I think mm -hmm. it's top Dutch Bros. You, would you agree with I, me that Primochino is top so. Dutch? I wait, 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 wait. You're saying it's better than Dutch Bros? I believe it's better than Dutch Bros. Okay. That's all of my... I, better taste, better price. Right. Even deliver to you at your job. Bro. Yeah, he told me that he could deliver it to the office. I just haven't hit him up for it. So he catered, bro. Bro, this man brought in like 12 coffees. It's like, how, how did you bring all this in your whip? He's like, bro, I got I got skills. You know what I mean? <laughs> This guy uh, told me, oh, this kid, he went to sleep really late. What was it? Damn it. Friday or Thursday night. Mm -hmm. And I had to hit him up Friday morning to come deliver some coffee. He didn't hit me up till like 10 in the morning. He's like, bro, my bad. I went to sleep like at 6 in the morning. Oh, shit. And you guys still want that coffee though. I'm like, well, nobody else in the office, you know, everybody else in the office needs to start too late. Yeah. He's like, that's ah, good, bro. So it's, 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 it's on me. Oh, it's on my way in a little bit. I'm heading down the anyways. Are you serious? He gave you guys free coffee? Wow. And that makes yeah. people be like, yo, I'm gonna try this again. Yeah. yeah. And what do the people think about the coffee? They love it. Yeah. Yeah. They like it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Bro, you got all types of flavors, man. And uh, I actually got the inside scoop. Most people don't know this, but uh, Primo Chino is not only gonna be serving coffee in the future. Man, I don't know if I'm. I'm I don't know if I'm allowed to be saying this, honestly. All right. All right, Primo. Don't get See, mad. I'm not allowed to be here anyway. All right, let's hear it. We're allowed to say this right now. We so, gonna have yeah, a lot of illegal things in the air. <laughs> 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 what we got? What we got? <laughs> so, oh man, you guys got me losing my train of thought here. Now, uh, Primo Chino, not only is he going to be selling coffee, but there's word on the street. There's word on the street saying Primo Chino is at one point, very soon, going to be serving boba. boba. Boba delivery with your coffee. Okay. All right. I was expecting juice, but oh, <laughs> man, juice—you can get that juice anytime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Primochino delivered the juice. Primochino ever delivered a yeah. pre-workout? Oh, come on, man! Uh, Don't be putting yeah. pre-workout in the mix now. You brought me in here, bro. You know me. Oh man! Mm -hmm. Ambassador for Insane Labs, by the way. Hit me up if you want a discount on any uh, pre-workout or any whey proteins. Let me know. Got him, Hector. I'm the twenty percent off. But see, the thing with twenty-five percent. 25% off. So I was five low. Alright, that's a big discount. Alright, see the thing with pre-workout is hold on, hold on. And if you my boy, I'll give you a 50% discount. Oh. So you tell me Hector's got the inside scoop. I do. Alright, what's the name Ooh. of the labs one more time? Insane Labs. Insane Labs. Alright, so how, Z at the end. how are people gonna find you? What's the Instagram? Instagram name Steezus underscore Bryce. They wouldn't let me put Christ. Somebody else took that. So, <laughs> so you had to put it with a beast. Yeah, that's what Christ would have been, so Bryce, Jesus hey, underscore Bryce. You should be dressed as Jesus, but in a red robe instead of a white. <laughs> and I don't have a promo code, but uh, Fishing Lures at Walmart, 
are in clearance <laughs> at the bottom yeah. rack. Just look for the bottom box. There's a bunch of bags of like yum dingers and crawdads. One dollar a bag, dude. No better deal than that. Regular Sportsman's Warehouse, five dollars. Bass Pro Shop, eight dollars. Walmart, one dollar. You know what to do. Walmart clearance rack. Yo, so which Walmart do you recommend? Uh, <clears throat> Some of the one on 35th the best. One, yeah, yeah. One where the prices haven't picked it out yet. Honestly. Oh man. I love my people, but we can be uh, we can be scoundrels. We can be. Yo, quite, I've seen some stuff scary, go down man. in Wal- in Walmart parking lots, man. Oh shit, dude! I, the worst thing is like when you just see like the bag ripped open. You know they took a couple. Just take the whole fucking bag, bro. If you're just gonna take a couple, you ain't even gonna catch shit with that one one lure you just took. That's my piece. So if you're gonna risk it, you might as well go all out. Yeah, risk it for the biscuit. Risk, right? it, for the, risk it for the biscuit. Exactly. My brother knows. All right, so where'd you guys grow up at, Louis? Where'd you spend most of your childhood? Uh, I spent most of my childhood in South Phoenix from 2000, no, actually 1995 to 2000 and I want to say seven. That's when I moved over to uh, West Phoenix when I met you guys, you know, when I started going to Montebello. Uh, the reason I moved, <clears throat> my dad had a house. We lost it to the crisis in 2008. You know how it went down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we moved to the apartments in the ghetto. So hold on, the ghetto. Where exactly is the ghetto? <laughs> so first off, this is Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. So where are some of the big cross streets out there? If you guys know Phoenix. 27th and Indian School was a big one. 19th Avenue and Bethany became a big one. Uh, pretty much whole 27th Ave. So you described like kind of the bad areas and the crimes. They were right off the major roads. Yeah, that's where you see a lot of like, right. like the prostitutes and like the police oh, yeah. hanging out all the time. I remember seeing a couple of them on the bus stop. So. Uh, if you ever gonna go into a Motel Six, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I gotta say about that. Hold on, they ain't that bad. Mm-hmm. It depends on the area. <laughs> yeah, I had to rent one out over here next to the next to the uh, the airport. Oh yeah, but you really <clears throat> you don't want to be on that one off the I seventeen Indian School. Oh, right? that's not, not the one behind Urban Greenhouse. Nope, not that one. <laughs> I remember I, I, I met this bounty hunter. Uh, okay, retired wait, first of all, let me interrupt your story. What is a bounty hunter? Because I is that just someone you hire to kill gets, someone else? It can be like that, or they can get paid to go and find somebody. Like, okay. and somebody with a warrant or something like that. So this guy, he was a bounty hunter, and he used to work out of that out of that Motel Six. Mm-hmm. He used to always tell stories about the prostitution going on right there, the drug deals, and he was one of the ones that cracked down on those. Really? Well, that's bad. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> the whole oh, time. Damn. <laughs> I never thought of it like that, but I. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, man, that's funny. Alright, so we went to school on 27th and Bethany, right? Yeah, Montebello. That was grade school. I was there kindergarten through eight. How, how long were you guys there? I was there from second grade all the way through second grade. Through yeah, eight. so I think I'm one of the ones that had the least time there. I spent half of seventh grade all the way to promotion. Yeah. I thought I met you in sixth grade no. in like a reading class. It was seventh. It was seventh? Seventh grade, yeah. Yeah, because that was the yeah. first time. This is, I mean, Louie was shredding on the guitar at this mm-hmm. point. We were, what, 12? Mm-hmm. 13? 13? 13, yeah. This 13, guy would 14. just 
real guitar, like nothing. And I remember one time we were hanging out, man, and you were trying to teach me how to scream, how to squeal. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would love to ask the favor if you could repeat one of those squeals here today. And if I remember correctly, we were sitting in reading class and I said, so like, what do I do? He says, you just think of something to say. <laughs> and I believe what he said was fluffy pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> fluffy pancakes. If I remember correctly, he said fluffy pancakes. So if you would uh, do us the favor of giving us a squeal real quick of fluffy squeal? pancakes, if the voice will allow it. Okay, let's see. <laughs> Was that like a squeal? <laughs> it was like that, but it was, was like, like higher. It was like, a really high, but it might be like the like zoo when you're next to the. Uh, was the it seal? a scream or a squeal? <laughs> if I knew the difference, I would be able to tell okay, you. Like, but unfortunately, yeah, I, yeah, it wasn't a scream. No, it wasn't like that. Yeah, it, was okay, like, it was a squeal. No, okay, no, I can do it. I can't do it <laughs> but that was awesome too. Mm. <laughs> Man, that was all for those. So you play guitar really, really well. Hector, you play the guitar really, really well. What got you guys into the guitar? This man right, over, right across the table from me right here, Louie. Aquino's the man. I just remember we were just skating one time and I'm just like, teach me how to play guitar, man. <laughs> First thing I ever learned from him was like Sweet Child of Mine, a little intro. Oh, was it really? It was Sweet Child of Mine, yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. So there's no way in hell was I learning Hey Yo Delilah. So you know what's funny? Is that the reason I got into Guitar was because I played Guitar Hero 2, which my favorite song in Guitar Hero 2 was Switch Out of Mine. I remember this guy used to get down, bro. He used to get down like Slash, you know, like how he kneels down or whatever. Yeah. Or Splash Down. That was my favorite. I could play that song with the guitar behind my. I didn't have to listen to it. Huh? <laughs> that was my next part. Well, okay, so this man used to get the guitar, just put it behind his back, yeah. and just play it kneeling down or squatting yeah, down like Slash. That was my favorite song in that game, and I was like, you know what? If I can play it this well on Guitar Hero, it can't be that hard on real guitar, but it was pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Honestly, Guitar Hero makes it more complicated than the real yeah, guitar, does, I think so. Because mm -hmm. you gotta react to that coming stuff. Man, I play that for two minutes, and I'm exhausted. Really? Dude, no, see, Guitar Hero is the best song guitar game. What is? Freebird. Oh, By Leonard Skinner, yeah. A seven minute song. That's the last song I ever played. Yeah, I do like the music that they pick though. Like, they always pick really good songs and a good variety. Right. The Police. They, they have the Police on there. They have, uh, uh, what's that? Woman. Uh, Woman by uh, Wolfman. Wolf there you go. Yeah. And Hector, you play um, bass really well. Louie, I know you play bass and you yes. play, but uh, Hector, you actually play for a church, right? Yeah. And uh, you're practicing once or twice a week. Uh, we got practice on Thursdays, but then every other day or every day before that, it's just me learning either a new song or just how learning the set list for how Thursday. Many, how many days a week you playing guitar? About, no, let's say five, five days. About five days about a week? About five days a week. And how many years have you been doing that for? I've been doing that for about nine years. So you've got about 10 years of guitar experience. Yeah. Wow, you're about to hit another level, man. You're about to hit them 10,000 hours. That'd be fun when you hit that. And then you, you still practice? Yes, every day. So even with the baby at home? Even with the baby. Brand I, new newborn, by the I, way. Louis just gave birth to Anthony. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Uh, the reason I pray is because I eventually want him to play also. Like, I want him to be, you know, see, constantly be seeing me play and, like, be curious and be wanting to play. Be wanting to make the, the music I make, you know, and eventually make his own music. So that's the plan for me. 
that's why I play so much still. That's cool. You want to inspire, inspire them, yes. keep, keep it going. I'm not gonna pressure them to do anything, but I definitely want them <laughs> to at least try. You know, <laughs> do it the old college. Yeah, make sure try. he doesn't miss it. Yeah, you know, because what if he's really good? If my dad would have put a guitar in my hands at five years old, I promise you. I would have been like one of those Asian kids by now. <laughs> <laughs> so, be able to play through the fire and flames on yeah. extra mode. <laughs> yeah, dude, for real, man. I really wish my dad would have, like, you know, you know, he says, I never got to meet my grandpa, but he says my grandpa was like a really, really talented guitar player. Taught himself. He didn't take any classes because, you know, back in the day, there probably were no classes. But I also took no classes, man. I learned on my own. That's awesome. Well, here's the funny thing. So I took a guitar class in my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was already like four years playing guitar yeah. or whatever. And I would never show up to class. Only for the tests and like the performances, obviously. Yeah. I remember the one, one time a teacher was like, Hey, I, I see you didn't come to class, but you were skateboarding after school. <laughs> I feel like coming. <laughs> I still pass it 101%. Yeah, see, that's how you know. <laughs> Those trips Holy to Burger King were worth it. <laughs> oh man, hell yeah. yeah. Did you guys ever hop the wall to get to the outside of the school boundaries where you weren't supposed to be? No, I couldn't. No, we just walked out, remember? Yeah, I couldn't do a lot of hopping. <laughs> <laughs> I did my hopping. Very limited hopping. <laughs> Yo, we just lost a great loved one. Daniel, we love you, bro. But man, one time Daniel got stuck on the fence in great school. <laughs> man, one of the best memories. That was, that was <laughs> You guys played where? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was at that time we went to my Theo's house over the next to Metro Center? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he, he couldn't go over. He got yeah. stuck up there. He couldn't go under. He couldn't do it either. <laughs> Sorry, Daddy. I love you, bro. <laughs> we were hopping this fence, man. You know those blue fences? They got that straight rail. Oh, yeah. yeah. His shirt gets stuck on that rail. And he's like, oh, dude. I've lost so many shorts yeah. to fences. <laughs> That was how the cool kids dish class. They would just hop the fence. I don't think I ever did that. I'm not even hop. We would just not show up to class, go to Burger King, and then come in. Wait, when you guys were in elementary? Yeah. Damn, I, don't know. I think it was me, badass. Sergio, and Daniel. And I had just bought a skateboard off Daniel. It was a alien workshop. Uh-huh. And I remember we're like, damn, we gotta go to school right now. Let's go to Burger King, get some food real quick. Really? What Love time Burger. was this? Was this past like already like? When school was supposed to be in session? Yeah. So we go to Burger King, we come back, and we're like, all right, don't make it seem like we went somewhere and make it, you know, just pretend we all got dropped off late. Uh-huh. And we walk in, and it's Ochoa right away, because freaking Sergio decided to leave his uh, Burger King crown on. <laughs> oh, you dumbass. It had to be Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> Sergio, I love that. Because Ochoa, Ochoa was like... <laughs> I would be really mad if you guys came in here late because y'all went to uh, Burger, Burger King. King. Oh my god. I think I remember that. I think story. we all had our cups in our hands too. Really? Wow. I never ditched in elementary school. I waited to high school. Yeah, high school is a little different. Yeah. I'm a strong believer in waiting your age to do something. <laughs> and ditching is one of those things. Because in elementary, you know, you're, you're little. I feel like you're still little, you know? Yeah, see, when you guys, when I think elementary, I think like fifth grade, yeah. I just think in like eighth grade, so that's like, you know, that's Junior 10 high. years old versus 13 years old about. Yeah, but that's still like a three-year gap, you know? Yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah. yeah. 
like a ten year old hopping hopping a wall, like that's pretty big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, a thirteen year old is like so. Yeah, that's what I wish Ethan was here. So speaking of which, let's get into the good conversation. <laughs> All right, so both you guys were brought into the country at a really young age, mm-hmm. not necessarily um, the way that the law is right is described it here. Nowadays, we call it undocumented, right? Well, mojados. Mojados. Are you a mojado? <laughs> no, no, see, no, I came here with the uh, the visa, and we just decided to stay here and never renewed it. Right, so but basically, the easiest way for me to get papers would be marry a white girl. So <laughs> three months later, he has his residency. Three to six no months shit, later, and no uh, the, the ladies can find you on Instagram. Uh, but see, you guys are talking about uh, you guys came over at a very very young age, right? You don't even know Mexico. You were Hector. How old were you? I was about five. Five and Louis. I was eight months old. That's crazy, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. So uh, Louis, you're fighting for your residency right now, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Hector, you're doing the same thing. Um, he's waiting for fucking. I'm just waiting. Princess for Charming <laughs> to come by so he can wipe her up. Three months, my boy needs. That's it. And boom, you can divert, divorce him. She don't have to be cute. She's got to be legal. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably between the ages of 20 and 27 Please <laughs> Yes right, Any other qualifications? <laughs> it's to be white and have papers bro <laughs> Honestly <laughs> Get yourself a Becky <laughs> Alright so How would you guys describe your relationship with the United States so far? <laughs> I got my work permit I'm good bro. As, long as, I'm not, as long as they're not trying to deport me I'm fine and Louis, do you, did you enjoy growing up in the United States? I love growing up in the United States. Okay. I'm grateful for the life I have. So, so yeah, because in Mexico, <laughs> man, around this time, you ain't allowed to go outside. Yeah. Are you able to visit Mexico? No, unfortunately so, not. So you have not been to Mexico since you're eight months old? Yes. Isn't that crazy? It's that, sad. That by law, <laughs> they can send you back? Yeah, Isn't that insane? Yeah. Not valid for a re-entry. So you can't leave the country. I know, Hector, you're big into travel. And oh, yeah. because you can't leave the country, you have no access to the rest of the world. You know, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. They, they contain you just because we have to wait on some paperwork. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's almost. I mean, I mean, I can go back. I know a homie that can get me back into the U.S. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So technically, by you know, if we're being technical, <laughs> go back to Mexico. That's funny. Even though Hector's so restricted. This is one of the dudes that even though he's in a tank, he has plenty of castles to see, you know? Yeah, definitely. You know? So, I'm but, proud of this guy. Every time he goes to California, I'm like, motherfucker, where's my invite? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Vegas next month. Get you done. All right, let's get it. Now, we can always get you back in the country, but as of right now, you can't leave the country. No. Louis, you can't leave the country. Legally, no. Okay, would you guys... Uh, Louis, would you know what to do if you were just dropped in Mexico tomorrow? I think my first instinct would be go home. Yeah, just try to do some work, right? Like you just yeah, cause like go home. Cause I have a home waiting for me somewhere in Mexico. It's not like I don't have anything. It's just pretty far. <laughs> <laughs> and when they leave you in Mexico, it's not like they leave you back to where you're from. It's just like kind of like here's you know on the other side of the border, and you gotta find your way. And I'm pretty down south, so. <laughs> Man, it's crazy. All right, so uh, did you, both of you guys go through DACA? 
Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just actually renewed mine too. Yeah. So Daco is a well. huge benefit to you guys. Big. Oh, yeah. Great. Big. Like, and the timing was like the big thing too. When was the timing? Right after. Literally when we turned 16, school, yeah. 16, 17 at like work age, you know, when you're able to work. Nice. Yeah. So you guys are first generation not even Americans, because you weren't born yeah. here, but you're first generation to grow up in America. And that's your whole life, basically, and yeah. all of your adult life. Mm -hmm. That's really cool, but the thing that sucks about that is literally if one thing did not happen, DACA would be a completely different situation. Yeah. So what do you guys think would be like the best way to handle that? Do you think that anyone who came here under a certain age should be given citizenship because I think you guys are U.S. citizens. You know, mm -hmm. to me, like you guys were born and raised the same place as me. Mm -hmm. And the fact that somebody will tell you that you're not a U.S. citizen is like, whoa! I don't know if that's something you can tell me. It's kind of just like I developed it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because like this country was built on immigration, obviously. Right. And but it was always at that choice. age we were never we didn't really have a choice. Like, oh, let's go to the U.S. You know, I'm five years old. <laughs> But yeah, the thing about immigration is it always used to be under control. You can control who's coming in from where and what standard you hold them to. Mm -hmm. So that's legal immigration. Right. So you can kind of filter filter out the bad ones that you don't want. Right. With illegal immigration, it's up to Christopher anybody, Yeah, it's exactly. It's a lot tougher. And, then, and then everyone has a different idea of who the good guys and the bad guys become, which becomes a never-ending war. Yeah, know? and so, it's true because I feel like I'm one of those good ones in the illegal immigration system, you know? Yeah. And I'm not just saying that, uh, you know, to blow my own horn, but I've really taken care of my record, you know, as far as like driving record or like, you know, any criminal record, because I know that one slip and I'm done. Yeah. I don't have the luxury of paying $10,000 to get a lawyer. I don't have the luxury, you know, of, yep. of, because that's it, you know, one, one slip and that, I'm done. So I think that's kept me like very in line. And I, I don't know if it's affected my, you know, American life. Like I can't have like, you know, like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, you know, let's fucking, let's party, dude, you know. See, that's kind of funny though that you equate that with the American life. You know, when you think the American life, you kind of think getting wild mm -hmm. and like maybe breaking some rules. It's yeah. really interesting that that's what you think of the American like, freedom. life. Freedom, yeah, freedom is what I see, you know. Freedom, because no matter what you do, you know, you'll get your punishment accordingly. It's like a sense of entitlement that they get to have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So both of you guys were born outside the country. I was born in the country. So um, we come almost from very similar backgrounds. Both of your guys' parents were both born in Mexico, right? Yes. Now, I'm kind of the split. You know, my mom was born in Mexico. My dad was born in the United States. So I got to see two cultures and two different mm -hmm. sides of people. So it's like I got to compare the Hispanic side to the white side. Now, the thing that uh, is a little bit difficult on my dad's side is most of my family from my dad's side is across the country in New York. So the only people that I really got to meet from my dad's side was my dad and uh, three of his brothers. Haven't really met all the family on that side. Like, uh, I met a couple of cousins, but it's kind of hard to get a whole idea, you know, a whole idea yeah, of what a culture yeah, is like. Mm -hmm. But having his influence and having the influence from my mom's side, which is very different, it's really cool to see the differences between the two and how each one's lifestyle differs, you know? Yeah. What do you think it would be like if you grew up more knowing your dad's side of the family? Like, um, say you live, like, your dad's from New York, right? Right. What if you, like, grew up in New York with your dad's son? I would be more similar to a middle-class, um, 
person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That would be more similar to a middle class person, whereas Mexico is in most places very similar to a third world country, especially <laughs> really, yeah. especially 40 years ago when our parents grew up. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. 40 years ago when our parents Damn grew shit. up, they were, yeah, they were living <laughs> in a third world country. Yeah. Know? So they have to come over to the United States, which is supposedly the most advanced or one of the most advanced in the world. Mm -hmm. And to see those two cultures collide was really fun for me growing mm -hmm. up. Because it's like it's like you have two different sides. You have the United States which is number one in everything and the mm -hmm. third world country living right next to each other. Yeah. So it kind of averages everything out. Yeah. Okay. That must have been that must have been an interesting life, man. Well, every single day is interesting. <laughs> Your guys' way of seeing things is just more interesting. You guys, yeah. you guys seen some stuff. You hitting the gym after this? I actually just got back from the gym, bro. Oh my god. Worked out biceps only, hopefully. Yeah, we actually, no, no, we did chest today. Chest? Come on, it's biceps. Biceps, <laughs> bro, bro. You gotta feed the pipes, man. <laughs> Triceps make your arms look bigger, too, bro. I go into the By gym. the way, I got bigger biceps than Max. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> hey, well, we're gonna put that to the test. We're gonna find out. And then we're gonna see uh, see who can lift a little better. But you, you lift different than I do. You lift more for power. I lift more for endurance. I think you can outlift me in most, most cases. We'll find out. You're definitely gonna find out. But this is my workout, very simple. You get into the gym about seven o'clock, stretch a little bit, warm up the back. Do a thousand curls, <laughs> call it a day. I do that about four times a week. It's gotten me in the best shape of my life. That's all I do. Four, uh, 1,000 curls, four times a week. I'm in the best shape of my 1, life. 1,000 curls, four times a week. Yeah. My legs are getting in really good shape. Losing weight is the most incredible thing. Do a thousand curls four times a week. You'll get cut up. Okay. <laughs> so all that running in your imagination is getting your legs up there, huh? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, bicep curls, there's something in the bicep, bro. It's the key to the entire body. All you gotta do is rip biceps. Rip biceps, all of a sudden, everything starts getting buff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's no need for squat, bro. There's no need for tricep extensions or push-ups. I don't know why I see people doing sit-ups sometimes. <laughs> if you do enough bicep curls, you're gonna have the most ripped eight-pack you've ever seen. You think so? <laughs> yeah. If I was ripping 10,000 bicep curls a day, I would have the sickest eight-pack you've ever seen. Shredded. Oh, <laughs> Best cap workout I've ever heard of. <laughs> Bro, you know those, <laughs> you know those, uh, those pulleys. You know it has a pull. Uh, you put a, you put a one arm strap onto a pulley. You just do bicep curls from the bottom. <laughs> Best calf workout I ever did. You gonna feel the burn? I'm telling you, man. Ten thousand pull ups a day or ten thousand curls a day. So where uh, where are new places that you're planning to travel this year? This year? Yeah. Damn, bro. You've been to Vegas I, before. I've been to Vegas. No, I haven't been there since I turned 21, though. But you've been It's there. been a while since it's I got It's still out there. you. No, you can't really do much out there when you're not 21. When you're not 21? So what are you going to do now? It's okay. We can edit it if you don't We can edit it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be giving away no secrets. <laughs> no, we'll see. I actually want to plan a trip to Pittsburgh. Really? Check out the stadium. You're really gonna do it. You should, man. Gumby went to uh, Philadelphia. Gumby, yeah. So, and he's as illegal as I am. <laughs> and he got out there. <laughs> yeah. So if he can do it, you can do it. Yeah, I haven't been able to check out the East Coast yet. Same. I hang out with too many people from Amazon. They tend to bail. We had a couple Florida trips planned last year. Uh -huh. Nada. Nada. That's that bullshit. 
I'm planning on going to uh, Long Beach for my birthday in April with my dad. Uh, since I've been getting into fishing, I kind of wanted to do some ocean fishing. And halibut is supposed to be popping in, in April. That's your spawn season, so we're gonna see if we can get out some halibut. My dad says he's gonna slice them up and make some tacos. Are you serious? We're gonna stay at a hotel. What the fuck are you gonna cut halibut? <laughs> it's in April though, right? Yeah, in April. Yeah. yeah see, I'm kind of cutting right now, so I can't really eat too much. Yeah. Damn. What are you at right now? June. Huh? What are you at right now? Two twenty-five. Who are you trying to cut to? Two fifteen. You said ten. Two fifteen. So you just lost five pounds from the last time I talked to you. I'm trying to cut too. I'm trying to get down about 185 though. 185. I want to be able to run for days. Well, I can run for days. Trust me. Just put an immigration right behind me, bro. Come <laughs> on. Oh shit. All right. So we we were con- um, we're talking about it, Max. And me and Hector are a little nervous. Like, this is a setup. Oh, man. Right. We're immigration like, right. gonna come busting down the door. All right, guys, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> we're looking for the Iceman. That's like, we're picking out the window. I'm like, all right, it's just too uh, I, I told them to come after the show. That way we can get a good, uh, good yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, and then they can, they can get the bus in and everything. <laughs> like, get on the fucking ground. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, man, we're gonna. We, all right, so you you gonna start doing some stand up. That's gonna be one of the knockers right there. Yeah. I've been thinking about uh, about that a lot, man. Yeah, what do we gotta get? What do we gotta do to get you in the club, man? A couple drinks, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. I call it a cheap date. A couple <laughs> Moscow meals, baby. That's it. I, it don't take much. All right, so uh, you big into comedy movies or what, dude? I'm not. Not really. Bro. That's what I was really? curious. Not really. Like I, I think my biggest. Uh, idol when it comes to stand-up is Dave Chappelle. Stand-up? Yeah. Nice. Dave Chappelle. And, like, yeah, I know there's some better, you know, stand-up comedians, like Eddie Murphy in his prime, and, you know, not Williams. Yeah. Carlos, Cat Williams is okay. I think Cat Williams is pretty funny, but... So how'd you first get into, like, uh, stand-up? Or, like, start paying attention? Um, my friend Zoe. You know Zoe. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, he would not, he's like, he's quietly funny, I don't know, he's a funny, he's a funny dude, but it, it takes a certain, a certain thing to get him, you know, going, and Dave Chappelle is one of them, man, his Dave Chappelle impersonations are the best, <laughs> like, I hate Maggers, thanks, thanks, you know, when he did his, uh, his, uh, Clay Bigsby skit, I don't know if you ever saw that or not. He's, he's supposed to be a, a black white supremacist. He's blind, right? He's a black, it's Dave Chappelle. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah, he's blind. He's blind and he thinks he, he's white. And he's a white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> so he could do a good Clinton Bixby. And I was like, hey, who are you like copying? Like, you don't know who that is? I'm like, yeah. I'm like that's, uh, that's Dave Chappelle. I was like, who the fuck is Dave Chappelle? And he showed me a couple of the skits. I mean, he did like some Sesame Street uh, skits. Funniest I was laughing my ass off. And ever since then, I just, you know, YouTube the hell of Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> it's been working, man. <laughs> Every time I'm with you, bro, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. Aries Spears really got my attention, man. Oh, my hilarious, bro. Another funny dude. Yeah. It's impressive. I, I got one of my, when I first got Instagram, I remember my first, one of the first names I ever got. Was off one of those uh, skits where he's talking about accents. Uh-huh. Talking about that Indian dude hitting it from behind, whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, say my name, say my name. Pumasanji. Pumasanji, Pumasanji. 
<laughs> yeah, I remember that day. Yeah, a couple of old pictures where like I tagged you in some stuff, and it was like at Pumasanji. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yep, TVC. What else you got next? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, so um, well, I'm basically, whenever I'm podcasting, I just, uh, I'm trying to find a voice right now, you know? Like, when you first start off, you don't know what to talk about, you don't know how to make your episodes feel. Right. So, you kind of just have to start and just feel it out as it goes. Mm-hmm. I really like having a more, like, laid-back one. You can kind of just talk. Yeah. But I'm, uh, basically, I think how I got into all this would be interviewing homeless people on the street. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I just thought it was really good content. Like, interview for a dollar. <coughs> yeah, the dollar, dollar interviews. Interview. Yeah, I still do them every once in a while, but I think it's really good content because you get to see what they're thinking, mm-hmm. you know? And that's one thing I want to accomplish with the uh, podcast is you can kind of see different perspectives on people. Like, you guys are from the same part of town as me, right? Central right. Phoenix, right? Between, like, Indian School and Bethany Home. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people, they will have no idea. They'll never get to find out what people were like that grew up in that area. Right. You know, because they'll never meet anybody. Mm-hmm. So it gives us a chance to give a different perspective. Like, how dope would it be to get to talk to a billionaire and see a perspective from that versus comparing that to somebody who's on the street mm-hmm. begging for change? You know, it's, it's cool to be able to compare the two. Mm-hmm. That's true. So that's why I interview YouTube bumps. It's <laughs> <laughs> a wide, <laughs> wide range of uh, wide range of fuck perspectives. Yeah, perspectives. Yeah, 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 yeah. perspectives. Lots of fucking work. Yeah, I think that growing up in West Phoenix, especially around where we were, went to school at. Uh, that's where I did most of my growing up because I got to see a lot of like you know. Would you take this route in life or not? Type of, yeah. You have to make those decisions. Yeah. yeah. I guess everyone makes those decisions, especially with drugs being everywhere. Yeah. Being so accessible, especially. And you gave birth... Well, your sister was born here, right? Yes. Uh-huh. So you gave birth to Anthony on the 23rd, and that is your very 22nd. first... On the 22nd. 22nd. <clears throat> and that is your very first American generation, you yeah. know? That's really cool. That's like a big milestone for your like your bloodline history. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a grandpa that used to live here, uh, but he didn't have any, you know, any kids here at all. He just worked here and went back. So he almost had, you know, a child here, you know, with the Aquino name. And I met some Aquinos, but I don't think they're from my family. I met any showbers yet. No? No, no. showbers? <laughs> Not that our family. Like quite a few Arellanos. A lot of Rodriguez, bro. Yeah, no, that's so southern. That's so... Yeah, some of these guys, man, they were, must have been pumping because you got names like Lopez that are everywhere. Yeah. Like those guys were putting in work. Martinez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Martinez. They've been around for a long time. Now, here's the thing about the last name, though, Arellano. It was a big cartel, the Arellano Felix cartel. And. Certain people wouldn't talk to, like, my little sister in high school just because of that last name. Really? Really? Just because of that last name. Wow. That's petty. It is. Mexican feuds are very much still alive. It's a All right. money, man. So, first thing that uh, your mom asks anyone who comes in the door, what, what is it? 
somebody comes in my door, my mom's gonna ask them if they want coffee. You guys' moms do that too? Uh, it depends how they look. If <laughs> it's <laughs> friendly or not. But yeah, I mean, moms are very, you know, prejudiced, I wanna say, in the right way, you know? So, I mean, if they look friendly, if they look, you know, welcome. Like, if, like let's say if Max were to walk into my house right now, huh? my mom would be like, do you want us on the floor with our hands behind our backs, or? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know how many times I've been told I look like a cop oh, on the street. So many times. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be taking the light rail, taking the bus, wherever. I'll be walking past. The other day, I was walking past a bus stop. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's nighttime. I have basically what I'm wearing now. Mm-hmm. So I'm wearing dress shoes with dress pants, and I have a. Uh, yeah. Polo shirt on. Yeah, you reek of bacon. Yeah, I reek of bacon, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm walking down this road and there's this uh, homeless dude sitting at the bus stop. He looks at me and says, How's it going? I say, Hey, what's up, man? He says, uh, Are you a federal rally? <laughs> 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 and I said, I turn around and I said, No, I'm not a cop, man. I get asked that all the time. And I said, no, man, I don't know if I should tell you guys what I said. <laughs> I said, I'm actually working undercover right now. <laughs> man, I would have been like, man, are you Jake Gyllenhaal? <laughs> For y'all who don't know who that is, that's uh, the guy from Jarhead. <laughs> hey, I get uh, I get the John Cena every once in a while, especially you, you a big yeah. pro wrestling fan. Yeah, John Cena. Man, that's what I was going to say earlier. Now, you're talking about Anthony, uh, he's going to have the guitar instilled of him. Um, I think he's either gonna be a musician or he's gonna be a pro wrestler. That yeah, that's, a, that's another one that uh, that my wife and I have talked about. Is, <laughs> he's gonna be a pro wrestler now. She's like, babe, look, I don't want you to push anything on him because what if he doesn't want to do that? What if he wants to be an engineer? What if he wants to go to school and be a doctor? I'm like, no, 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 no. no. We can't Listen. be rich. We can't become rich. <laughs> off of those little things you know, we, if we're gonna aim high we're gonna aim high so he's not gonna be no like no fucking doctor he's gonna be an entertainer <laughs> or a creative one of those two that's awesome dude I hope <laughs> <laughs> so he could be like a, the first WWE star that walks into the ring playing his own theme song on the no time. because nah, that, that's Elias already a thing yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and really? Elias yeah there's this guy named Elias that does that See, so, you guys are up to date with this. I'm, yeah. I'm living in the past. Like, I'm living in the rock versus Stone Cold days. Oh, the, the good days. The good days, <laughs> the good days man. Now you can't. I miss Stone Cold. I still listen to Stone Cold on, on this podcast. He's an entertaining dude. Yeah, Stone Cold's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those guys have to be really good speakers. Yeah. Just like in a, in a uh, you know, not a stadium, but in an arena full of people, you know. Like, you got to pick up a microphone and be able to entertain a whole crowd. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh-huh. And you got to, you know. Even though you know that it's it's all fake, essentially, you gotta act. You gotta present it as if it were real. And it, most people around you, or more or in a crowd, know that it's not real. Right. But you still have to captivate their imagination, make it, you know, like you know, like you guys jumping off the stairs, ladders, like, whatever. I can't crazy believe you just called them. You know, I can't believe you just said that. Like I can't believe. Yeah, the and, worst guy in the room is the guy that says, yo, this is fake. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, we know. Yeah. That's why we're watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, movies are mom's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I, I, I give those guys a lot of props, especially the guys that have been successful in it. That's I mean, that's where The Rock came from. The Rock is one of the biggest stars on the internet mm-hmm. today. 
he's not even you know in the millennial generation, but he's probably a, the biggest star for most millennials. Mm. And he started with pro wrestling. Yeah, John Cena, biggest actor there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Cena, another guy. Another big platform, and he came from WWE. You know, uh, I don't know if you know this. You know who Chris Jericho is, right? Yeah, absolutely. Chris Jericho, uh, he does more than wrestling. He's also a big promoter, and his brand is himself. And he's got a podcast, but uh, I can't remember the name of it. It's uh, Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho? Yeah, Talk is Jericho. But he's a big part of why the independent wrestling scene, which is all wrestling promotions outside of the WWE, 10 years ago, wrestlers could not make money on the independent scene because, you know, the the fans weren't there, the support wasn't there from the promoters. So people were forced to work for the WWE for a long time, even though they weren't happy. Now, the market is a lot more broad, you know, with the UK and Japan being a big part of wrestling. New Britain. Yeah. Chris Jericho left WWE. He's a big part of WWE, like the history and everything that is, you know, uh, the company. He left, and he's kind of establishing the indie scene, the independent wrestling scene. Uh, so it's more attractive. So younger dudes coming up in the industry have a better opportunity, you know? It doesn't just have to be WWE. Easier access to yeah, the sport. It, yeah, it doesn't. It, it, so a lot of... That's shining a light on a lot of talent in different parts of the world because the UK didn't have a big wrestling scene 10 years ago. You know, nobody even knew that. The United Kingdom had wrestling, and now like it's one of the biggest wrestling scenes there are, there is. Some of the biggest stars, and they all kind of made the way to Japan because Japan's the number two to WWE. That but you got to go halfway across the world for that. Yeah, man, it's worth it because the money's there now. The money's there where it wasn't there five years ago. And New Japan isn't that more uh, adult themed also? Like they can they curse a lot more and stuff like that. Yeah, well, it's more like the you know WWE is definitely cleaned up from what it used to be. It used to be a lot more sleazy. Yeah, You're getting a little more like laid back with this, trying to throw in a couple big words. Yeah, in there bitch, now ass here and there. So it went from you know you know raunchy as shit. You know have. Bra and panty matches in the early 2000s, like 90s to the early 2000s. So like around 2006 where it started calming down, you know, because they wanted to clean up their act. They wanted to make it more attractive. But more appealing to millennials, that makes sense. Yeah, more appealing. Because they were all kids at that time. Yeah, and kids. And also, I think it was around the time when WWE went public as a company. So they wanted to look a little bit more presentable for, you know, their investors and stuff. Yeah. So that changed a lot of it. It took a bit of, you know... Figuring out to do the re, I feel like the reason why the WWE still had like a, a good standing at that point was because John Cena was such a big, big star, but people hated that guy because they they thought that he represented the change that happened in the WWE. Why it went from like you know TV 14 to TV PG, you know it got all fucking kid shows, right? like you know all, all whack. But now it's starting to you know get a little better, and I think it's because there's so much more wrestling now than just the WWE. People have more options. So like, man, fuck the WWE. I'm not gonna watch that anymore. So they have to step the game up. You know, now they have to win back that fan. And I've been on the brand here and there, you know, like I've kind of like only kept up through YouTube. I, have, I don't really watch the shows anymore. But Royal Rumble this month, hopefully I can make it oh, out. Oh, that's right. They're going to come in here. feel, dude, yeah. for the first time. How close they get to uh, selling that place? How many people usually show up to that stuff? Dude, I don't know. 
it's it's one of the big four pay-per-views. It's actually the first one of the year. So usually they're pretty good at selling it out. Last time we had the Royal Rumble here, I think it was in 2012. And that's when CM Punk lost the WWE Championship to The Rock. CM Punk, bro. When that guy... Did you see his MMA fight? The UFC yeah, fight? Yeah, he got Both fucked up. <laughs> the second one was scared. He got finessed, yeah. yeah. I mean, he could have he been killed by that guy yeah. if he wanted mm-hmm. to. Crazy people set that up. But one guy that was actually a professional... I'm saying a professional, but champion UFC uh, heavyweight is Brock Lesnar. Brock he, Lesnar. like, we're talking about all these guys coming through WWE. Mm-hmm. So it's like opened up a big uh, opportunity for ath- athletic guys to get their name known. Yeah, and that's another another you know big door that got opened because Ronda Rousey is now that's in right. the WWE. It's working both ways. Now. Yeah, so you know. Wow. Batista tried MMA one time. Yeah, Batista, but I think he was with. Uh, um, another MMA promotion, Bellator. You know Bobby Bobby Lashley. Right. He he started in the WWE. Went to TNA. Yeah, went to TNA and then had like a buy contract where he was working TNA and working Bellator, and now he works WWE again. Wow. Yeah. He currently he just won the Intercontinental Championship today from right. Dean Ambrose. I haven't watched that far, but don't spoil it for me. Yeah. That's a lifestyle. Yeah. So, Louie, what are you doing right now for work? Uh, I am a lab technician at Affordable Dentures and Implants in uh, Mesa. Nice. Yep. Like it? I love that job. Good stuff. Yeah. I That's love that job. Really, really good uh, boss. Awesome coworkers. Incentives are great. Money is given to hard workers, and hard workers are. are how do I explain this? They actually get the recognition where I'm, where I'm at. You know, nice. they get the recognition. It doesn't get it doesn't get overshadowed. You know, the numbers don't don't overshadow the employee happiness. You know, I love that place. And uh, what was the what's the name of the affordable dentures and implants? Nice. And provide great service. I'm assuming. Oh, awesome service. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. If you so, don't have teeth, go see Lou yet. Go see, well, actually, go see <laughs> Dr. Atari at Affordable Dentures and Implants in Mesa, Arizona. We'll take care of you. I'll be making your dentures. He will just be doing the rest. Yeah, Louie does the drill work. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a sweatshop. He does the, <laughs> he does the pretty work. <laughs> what about you, buddy? Where are you working at right now? Where am I working at? All right. So I'm working at this uh, air conditioning company. I'm in charge of the parts department. Um, that company is actually owned by my cousin. Nice. And it's a job I probably should have taken about a year or two ago when he was offering me that same position, man. Damn. That's okay. So you get to work with some family too? Huh? You get to work with some family? Oh yeah. That's good. A couple of my cousins. One of the cousins I actually grew up with ever since we were like at the womb or whatever. Really? <laughs> my cousin Luis. I think you've met him before. Maybe. Have you taken him to play soccer with us a couple times yeah. before? Yeah, yeah, I met him, yeah. Curly hair? Curly hair. Yeah, yeah. I met him. Mm-hmm. So I get to work with them, and it's kind of a pain in the ass with the rest of the office. <laughs> <laughs> Why, are you guys annoying? Nah, we're, yeah, we, when we're <laughs> together, me, him, and another one of our cousins, but he's in, he went back to Mexico. Mm-hmm. But when we're together in the same room, bro, it's... That's about all I'm saying, huh? Puro desmadre. 
but yeah, I'm loving where I work at right now, man. Like I said, I should have taken that job for a year or two ago. Yeah. I was working over at Amazon for almost five years. And yeah, you were there for time five years. I tell my sister that she should work at Amazon because that's when I started losing weight. When I was. <laughs> you guys are walking like four yeah, miles a dude, day. Oh, that's four miles is nothing. Bro. You're walking brain. around ten to twenty miles a day. It feels. It kind of feels like prison though, because you're kind of like working by bells, you know. Right. Bells mm-hmm. that you want to go. You it turned into like a machine. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hated that routine. And I hate a job that offers time off. <laughs> don't fucking oh, you had so much time off there, bro. I'll take it. Don't tell me twice. Yeah. Even with Amazon, it's like they don't really recognize, like you said, your job. Yeah. They don't give you incentives. Yeah. Nothing like that. It's just like, here's your hourly pay. Yeah. Here's what you do. Here's what you go home. You know, they're going to listen to this and they're going to change your entire system because of that. Because there you see that you were a really good employee there. You were there for five years. Five, five years. years. Now, yeah, Didn't now. steal a single thing because I worked there through integrity and I can vouch for this. Didn't <laughs> steal a single thing. Didn't have a single second time off task. This man was always on task, not talking to his employees, you know, like other people should. Not walking around when he was an ambassador, you know, haciendo ese pendejo. Jeff Bezos, you need to get this man back. Yeah, that's what oh, I'm, I'm saying. I'm good, obviously. I'm good where I'm at, bro. <laughs> well, they should. Honestly. What they should have done is given you raise, like significant raises. Yeah, like, like no, 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 no. Don't leave. Like, what do you mean? Like, you have half a, a century with us, right? <laughs> no, Half a, you know, a decade with us. <laughs> Like stay, but no, they're like, oh, you're gonna quit. And the reason you left is because they were becoming too micromanaging. Too micromanaging. So you couldn't take bathroom breaks longer than five minutes. And it's like it's a. We were working at. I was working at the one right here off 51st and Buckeye. Phoenix Six. Phoenix Six. Shout out to the Phoenix Six crew. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's one of the. I think it's like the second biggest one in the world now because we opened up the one in Naples, which is bigger, and it's still a million square foot warehouse. Three floors. And you expect me to get back to and from the bathroom in under five minutes. All right. That's you, some that's, that's Have Jeff, Jeff Bezos take a five minute shit and then we'll... <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, dude, come on, man. That's some bullshit. Has a little yeah, mile then, walk there. Yeah, so then that's what they're trying to get me for. And I was like, you know what? But This is the crazy thing, too, because he... Uh, <laughs> when they gave me that final write-up for that... My cousin calls me up the next day. He's like, hey, how do you feel working at Amazon? I'm like, crap. I'm trying to quit. What the heck? He was like, all right, well, I got this job offer for you. If you still want to take it. Nice. Come through for the interview. Do you yeah. know other people that left Amazon also? Oh, yeah. A lot of people. I, I always see a lot of people at EOS Fitness that I uh, knew from Amazon. They're like, yeah, I quit. Who left Amazon? Who left Amazon? Got his CDO. He's truck driver now. That's because of micromanaging? Nice. So would you have wanted them to do better recognition and what else? Less micromanaging. Let's, I want to say less micromanaging because either way it's one of the biggest retailers in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so the just time... Be more, be more flexible, man. Be, you don't realize they're actually be humans working there. We're not robots. Yeah. You know, just be more understanding of their people's situations, you know? They have a point system where, like, you, you, you accumulate a certain amount of points and... I remember you can only accumulate like five, for example, right? And I'd be like at four and a half, and I'd be so stressed. Like, I can't be fucking late. I can't be fucking late because if I'm late, like, you know, that's my fifth point. You know, I'm gonna get let go. But that was integrity, though. That was an Amazon. Yeah, that was integrity. Yeah. But still, you know, like, it, it's just like a certain way they work people, and it's like, you know, fuck, man. Like, 
fucking break, you know? Yeah. And when you would go talk to them, they'd be understanding. They'd be like, okay, you know, I'll give you a break. Like, they knock off two points or whatever. Like, nah, don't worry about it, you know? Just come talk to me. Like, all right, cool. So, like, that that's where I kind of first started realizing, okay, maybe if you do speak up a little more, like, you know, you'll get somewhere. And I didn't get, like, super far, but, you know, I got my leeway here and there, you know, speaking up, saying my piece, so. Nice. I feel like that helped me. Do you get to do that at your new job? Fuck yeah, dude. And you like that, right? Yeah. So you like the fact that your voice is heard, too? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't get taken <coughs> with bad intent. Like, if I tell the doctor who someone with has way more years of schooling over me, hey, man, like, this is kind of shitty, and it's coming from, from me, who's, like, way younger than me, like, not as educated as him, you know, I'm still a little educated, you know, I'm not hillbilly, but, <laughs> you know, and he, he takes it with, like, great respect, like, he's like, okay, what can we change, and I tell him exactly what we can change, what we can do better, and he totally agrees with it, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't go back, and man, like, I'm not gonna talk to him anymore, like, I'm not gonna treat him good anymore, or I'm not gonna, like, you know, like, I'm gonna not include him in our, in our little team huddle, but. He, he's really cool, man. He's a really cool dog. Yeah. That's good to hear, man. I always love when you guys are enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. So many people hate what they do. Yeah. And when you hate what you do, then then life's really not going to be fun. Because that's most of your life right there. Yeah. And Hector, um, any other reasons? So you guys didn't get to speak up at Amazon at all, right? You have no They, they would have a board and they'd have like a meeting every every other month or so like that. What gets discussed there? Like, what it it this gets discussed? They have this like voice of the associate board. You write down your your question. You write down your you know your argument, whatever you know, whatever you want to do. And a manager will come by and they'll respond to you or they'll come find you. Either one. Rarely ever did they fix anything. I don't know. Really? So they acknowledge the problem but don't do anything to solve it. Yeah, basically. It was to a point where I was like, well, these managers are telling us how to do our job, and they can't even do it. Right, we'd like they don't. They would have challenges or whatever. Like, yeah. <clears throat> it's like if you can't do the job that you're, you know, getting paid to manage. What are you doing? Right. And we would challenge the managers too sometimes. Like, hey, let's go out there and pick. See if you can get. A, see if you can make great. Yeah. Oh no, I can't. I can't walk for that long. So you feel like whenever they push you, or do you think that they push you to like a really high standard that they expect you to hit, and then when you and don't hit it, do it, yeah, yeah. So that that's another. They'll, they'll be based off a rate. If you can't make the hundred percent at least a day, that's the right. They had people in high positions where they they'd have to tell people below them to do something that they weren't able to do, and that was the hardest thing to swallow. You know, like how are you barking orders at me? something you can't do you know yeah. i'm a strong believe, believer that you know it's not a boss it's a leader you have to be a leader you have to lead your team if you can't ask them to do something that you're you're not willing to do so that's that's a big thing at amazon that i saw so a bunch of people just you know bark, yeah, 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 yeah. and they had their favorites so you know they they got shit done that way just kids that run out of college, man. Yep. Same so degrees, they ain't even got to be in business. Just They were developed um, to be that way by the school system, though. Think about it. School the same way. The bell rings, you're in your seat. The bell rings, go to your next class. The bell rings, you're starting class. Mm-hmm. And they try to implement it with business, too. But now, like, everyone's older and everyone's experienced more. In school, you can contain the kids. Like you said, even in, like, you know, um, junior high, you guys are showing up late to class. We don't really care. No, it's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, as kids, you can control it more. As people become adults, like they have freedom. 
So the new place where you're working now, Hector, um, you get to voice your opinion? Oh, yeah, definitely. Nice. I could be like, hey, uh, like especially I get along really well with the safety manager. So we'd be talking like, hey, you know, I feel like if we do this different right here, you know, work a different way or hey that, that's probably a big safety concern that can get you guys fine so you guys like the fact that you get to work as a part of the team right oh yeah yeah now um what would you guys say is the role of the guy in charge of that team like what do you think his job primarily is he is the person making sure that all the parts are moving properly and in the right way you know if uh if something breaks if something's not working how it's supposed to be, it's his job to figure out why and to fix it. As a team, we're all supported to, you know, to that, that leader. And I feel like it takes that respect from your whole team to make it work. Because if not, like, you know, if a table's on three legs, it's going to wobble. It's going to fall eventually. That's a really point. That's a good analogy. And like, like describing it as a machine, you're right. There's different parts of the machine. Yeah. You know, if the wheels start to fall off, you got to tighten the wheels. Yeah. You, know? mm-hmm. you got to replace the shock. That's one of your team. Yeah. Team members got to replace the shock. Yeah. <clears throat> now, you guys are also big into sports, or are you into sports at all, Louis? Sports entertainment. Sports entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> and Hector, you're a big football guy, right? You're wearing oh, yeah. Steelers jersey right all now. Steelers, bro. Oh yeah. I think uh, the the truck has got a Steeler sticker. Just to, I had to take it off because of the uh, it got faded, so it, it's yeah, peeled off for now. But I do I do have a Steelers logo on the back of my Ultimate I, I well. am a fan. I promise. Here's the funny thing though, because I don't buy my Steelers gear. It's gift. It's gift. It's our gift. It's people know you. It's because it's like people don't know what to give me, so they're just like Steelers gear. That's yeah. true. Right? Steelers shirt. Steelers Every time crazy. I see some some Steelers shit, I always think of you. Like, oh, I'll just get get them there for Christmas, and then I'm like, I never got it. <laughs> if it was up to me completely, bro, I'd only have a Big Ben jersey and the hats. That's it. And everything else is gifted. That's everything nice. else is gifted. Really? So you'll see my office at, at work decorated with Steelers gear or Steelers stuff that people gave me like banners, so, yeah, logos, little you know, little mugs, stuff yeah. like that. You're the chosen Steeler fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The chosen one. Basically, yeah. Yeah. What, what's who's the Steelers' rival? Who hates the Steelers? Who hates the Steelers right now? Uh, that's a tough one. There's a couple. We okay. Well, let me Ravens. ask you easier. Ravens, Bengals, and because of the 2008-2009 season, the Cardinals. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I am not kidding. Okay. You, know, you know how much crap I get from Cardinal fans. Well, who do, you, who do the that Steelers, Super Bowl. Who do the Steelers hate? Who do the Steelers hate? The Bengals and Ravens. The Bengals and Ravens? So it's kind of They're neutral. rivals. They're in the same division. I always thought that the Steelers were, um, and the Packers were kind of like the rivals. No, team. they had a Super Bowl match. Yeah. Kind of in 2011, no. that's really the only. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who got taking the Super Bowl this year? I got the Rams taking it, man. Rams? They got the Rams taking it. They're wow. hot. They're clicking on the both sides of the ball, offense, defense. They do give a couple big plays on defense, but that's just in the backfield. The Rams were shit last year, right? Or they're doing okay? <laughs> and the Rams are, is that pay attention to last year no. that's not the Raiders right no Raiders no. I thought that was the Raiders Raiders moving to Las Vegas, Vegas right yeah Man, they, they, but they, they still have not found a home for this next season though really yeah 
that's the perfect city for them to end up at is Las Las Vegas. The logo and everything, the people it brings is perfect. Vegas City of Sin. <laughs> Might be a little safer for the fans too. <laughs> yeah. You go over there in any other team's gear, bro, you're either getting shot or stabbed. Yeah. Shit. Cedar's coming here next season next season though. Why is Cedar Bowl be here? No. Oh no. I mean no, that's right. Oh, like but to the play? Card- yeah, they play the Cardinals next season. Oh, okay. Are you excited for that? Oh, yeah. Yeah? You're excited Cardinals for that Cardinals have not beat the Steelers since 2008 before... And you're going to be the curse. Moved, before they moved to that uh, to the State Farm Stadium. You're yeah. going to be that curse. They were over here at the AC <laughs> Stadium. Like you're going to see your Steelers lose for the first time to the Cardinals in a long time. Damn. I they play like they did this year. Yeah, no. I, I mean, no, 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 no. If they play like they did this year, bro, I think we're gonna lose to them. You we tend so? to lose to <laughs> teams with crappy <laughs> records. <laughs> Always a given, man. It's I was just like, like, I remember I was talking with my friend Brian. We were talking about the Raiders Steelers game. I was like, not excited. They're playing in Oakland and they have a really bad losing record. They're like two and ten. Who? Raiders. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. They were two and ten, and I'm, I told my friend Brian, I was like, nope, I see that as a loss already. What do the Steelers do? They lose to the Raiders. First thing. I think it's because they're like, man, this is an easy win. Yeah, they let the guards them. And then, you know, those guys are trying to fucking hard, play hard because they're playing against the Steelers, you know? You're going to bring your A game, and you're probably expecting them to bring their A game, but mentally, you know, they lost already because they think that they have the game they won. They had it won, yeah. Yeah, they did, but... So they gave up too soon. Don't count your marbles. <laughs> so soon, Papa. It's like they lose to the Raiders. A couple weeks later, bam, we beat the Patriots. With yeah. that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, barely. <laughs> so I've been a Steelers fan since uh, Big Ben came into the league. That's why I said, if you look to me, I only had the Big Ben jersey. And yeah, same same thing almost every season, man. So were you a fan of any team before you kind of became the Steelers chosen one? Not really. <laughs> Not really. I wasn't really watching. Then Daniel got me into it, bro. Daniel got, Daniel got me into a lot of things. Skateboarding, Louis. Did you skate too? You skate too? Oh yeah, I remember this guy being some weird ass tricks, bro. Yeah, you were good on it. We'd be playing skate, which is like horse on basketball. You shoot your trick from wherever, and the other person has to make it. Same thing with the skateboarder. You do a trick, the other person has to imitate it, or they get a letter. He come up with like a moonwalk, <laughs> yeah, something. I don't know, man. You do a moonwalk in between a trick. You didn't do it. You get a letter. <laughs> when have you seen a chunky kid pull off a a, a fakey tray flip? <laughs> Only once. I had that fakey tray flip down, son, and that variable kick. I kept up with you for a while. Yeah, man, you were, you were way better on that thing than I was. I could barely get up to Ollie. It's because I was so like, you know, people were always telling me like, no, you're a fat kid, you know? <laughs> they would always make fun of my ollies because I guess it only get like two inches off the ground. But fuck it, dude. I was gapping some chairs two inches off the ground. Like, you know, I would have two chairs and I'd like glide over those things. Dude, like, I barely get off the ground. Did you ever do the three stair at Montebello? Uh, a couple times. Did you really? Yeah, a couple times. That was, a, that was a pretty good three stairs, perfect. Yeah, oh, that was my first stairs. Yeah, first time I ever fractured my ankle. <laughs> Did oh, you ever really? shove yeah. that, that those stairs? Mm-hmm. Pop shove those stairs? Oh yeah, yeah. I did everything on those stairs. Remember, I, the, the reason I sprained or fractured my ankle was a freaking Nolly laser flip off of those. You're fucking crazy with the Nolly 360 heel flip. You're always trying to do some crazy. And I don't know how the hell I came down, but it twisted my ankle like both ways or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we started to jump the gate to get out. <laughs> 
Yeah, dude, that was always the worst part. You got fucked up in there, you always had to think about it. You still had to jump. You still had to jump, man. I remember I hurt myself playing soccer in there one time. Uh, I, I hit head on with Angel, and his knee hit my shin, dude. And it was one of those where, like, your shin gets all squishy. Oh, uh, yeah, you got all that build up. Yeah, and I had to jump the fence like that, dude. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to do this, but, you know. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> Persistence. <laughs> I got home on time before the streetlights came on. See, this is how cool we were to that school, too, Montebello. I remember we were skateboarding one time during, like, a parent-teacher conference. And uh, the Dr. Sprock comes out, which is a principal at the time. He's like, hey, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? What are you guys doing? We're like, we're just skateboarding. Alright, just don't break anything. <laughs> yeah, chill, guys. Like yeah, chill. I yeah. remembered. Because I feel like the last couple kicked us out. Most of the teachers knew we were a bunch of good kids. You know, we weren't going to cause too much trouble. Just trying to have fun. Yeah. Yeah, but Mr. Lasko was like, hey guys, how was your summer so far? I'm like, oh, it's good, Mr. Lasko. Yeah, you guys are going to have to leave. <laughs> like, fuck, are you serious? <laughs> I know. Like, oh, I'll be back tonight. <laughs> back later when you leave. I live down the street. <laughs> Mr. Telesco, man, whenever we talk about Montebello, you gotta bring up Tuttle too. Did you guys ever have Tuttle? Mr. 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 Yeah. Did you have Mr. too? Never had him. Nah, I admired him from afar. Nah, he was he had ups and downs just like anybody will, but he has some stories, man. Some yeah. stories. He, he has some pretty awesome stories. From fucking killer hamsters. To pig oh, shitting shit. out Hershey syrup, no. fountain of shit. Uh. Got to listen to this man's stories, man. Yeah. Uh, all, all I remember from him is he had some long arms. <laughs> some long arms. Yeah. You can take those uh, half court, <laughs> half court shots. He always looked like he was walking like this, and his arms <laughs> swung by his knees. I recommend the <laughs> podcast to Maritza. Bro. Yeah, Maritza, if you're listening, we love you. Show this to your dad. <laughs> Now you got me saying this. <laughs> <laughs> you're a good teach though, Mr. Tuttle. Yeah, you I never had you, but you're always a good guy. Yep, he was awesome. And I heard some good things about you from Ephraim. <laughs> Speaking of, that son of, a, son of a bitch was supposed to be here today. Yeah, he didn't make no it. Shot. I wish he was here. We got a couple stories too, man. A bunch of things that we've been talking about today. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a big part of those stories too. Yeah, for real, man. You know, Alfred was the first friend I ever made when I moved to the west side, to Montebello. I did not. Yeah, Louis hated my ass. <laughs> I, this fucking smart ass. He had a, I think a rock star, right? And I had a monster. Let's show you how far I go back with energy drinks. Bro. <laughs> yeah, fucking seventh grader. What the fuck does he need an energy drink for? <laughs> yeah, so he had a rock star. And I was like, uh, or he was like, you want to trade? And I was like, sure. And he's like, too bad. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? That wasn't necessary. <laughs> I was like, what an asshole. And I, there was this other guy named, uh, what's that big head motherfucker? Elaine. Elaine. <laughs> I confused him. I confused him for Elaine. I was like, man, fuck Elaine. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Some guy with glasses. Like, Elaine? I was like, yeah, I think so. I'm like, man, fuck that guy, Lane, but it was fucking hectic. And then eighth grade came around and he started being cool, I guess. I think it was that summer from eighth grade to freshman year is when he started being like pretty good buddies. Because he'd always be at the house. My dad would always say, I'm like, who's that skinny kid? I'm like, oh, Blanco! Yeah, Hector, how much did you weigh when you started working out? Oh, man, I was about 145. 145? Holy shit. And now you're like 225. Wow. 
Yeah, it's like 100 pounds. Yeah, that's a big change. You ever do any runs? Run out of money, <laughs> run out of patience. <laughs> the run Dutch bros. Running is not in my uh, not in my plan. I'm oh, sorry, man. I'm, I'm more of like either the bicycle, elliptical, or I'll do a little bit of like boxing, you know, hitting the bag and stuff like that. Yeah, hitting the bag's fun. It's really oh, good cardio. Hell yeah. yeah. Once I learned how to kick, man, the bag's so much fun. I still can't fight them. <laughs> I can throw hands, but too slow on the feet. Hey, man, so can I ask you a question? You ever thought about serving this country? Um, I, I really deeply considered it. I don't think I even realized how deeply I considered it back, like, let's say in the middle of college. Because I was kind of going down bad paths, and I was like, yo, I probably got to do something to clean this up. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, one of the first things that came up was Marine. I was like, growing up, I always thought I would be a soldier. I was like, yo, I'm, really? a, I'm a soldier. Yeah, I always saw myself as a soldier, but I think it's a lot to do with how I was raised. I was kind of raised to just, like, do it. Uh-huh. And then you kind of look up to those guys in, like, movies, yeah. and, like, movies like Sniper and stuff. Like, you want to be a soldier, you know? Yeah. You're, you're probably being nice. But then I really considered how little control I would have over my life. I think if you were, if I was a soldier, because mm-hmm. you would, I would have to be doing what I hate, was so sick of doing, that's being on someone else's schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I was always on my school schedule and my baseball schedule. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, I need some time for my schedule. Right. Um, and I would say that's kind of what got me into that, uh, or into not going into the Marines. Um, Speaking of the Marines. I almost joined the Marines too, bro, right out of high school. See, and I wonder. Wow, you didn't have papers. Yeah, See, well, hold on. I can do this for you. It's funny. So I remember me, remember Armand. Yeah, I remember he. So me and him, and me and him, he was like big on the military because of his dad. Mm. And I remember the Marines went out to, uh, recruits went out to Central. Mm. And we went to go check him out, whatever. We started talking to one of the recruiters. And so we gave him our information, whatever. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's, let's go. Let's join. Me and this guy were like, you know. For real? Hella close friends, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, they were fucking each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's some shit we didn't know. <laughs> and yeah, so we're like, screw it, let's go, let's do it. <laughs> so, and this is one of the times where I realized, I was like, damn, I am that freaking Mexican. They had the recruiter on the phone, everything was good. Came down to the final question, all right, bro, I'm gonna need your social security number. And because you didn't have a social day unless and you because I had social I was like, damn, I really am Mexican. Is that really what you thought at the time too? Like wow, like this. this Because I didn't, I didn't know that growing up. I'm just like, okay, I'm here. So it showed you you didn't have like an unlimited opportunity. Yeah, like I didn't have really like much to do. You know? Wow. That was one of the times. The other time when we were trying to learn soccer. Oh yeah. We couldn't get insurance. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I couldn't get cleared. So I was like, oh whatever. It was tough, man. And now we're paying every two years to work. (laughs) Yeah. But hopefully soon, if the big guy upstairs <laughs> comes through, which he will this year, because I got an appointment, it has to be this year. Like, I'm on a schedule. The things you hate the most. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a schedule this year to, to have a meeting in, in, in Juarez, Chihuahua, for my residence. Wow. To get my, well, get my pardon. Get my partnership. I have to get pardon first. Or, you know. He has to get pardon from Mexico or from here? Here, because I entered the country legally at eight months old. I was like, come on! I don't know anything else. <laughs> yeah. One tips, don't go out after 8 p.m. 
but it's okay, man. It's all worth it. It's all, it's all at the end going to be something that I can finally say, you know, this point of my life is over time to start the American life, you know, the fuck. You know what I've been missing out on my whole life <laughs> up to that point, because it's it's different, man. Just have to go balls out, dude. <laughs> I can say I I want to go to France next year and actually go to France and be able to come back. You that's know, cool. must be nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. That that's something I would always say last year when my niece got her residency. I'm like, damn, like you can go visit the fam now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's the crazy part. You guys never even seen the home. Yeah, dude. I have friends that were a kid at least. Yeah, I have friends that have have been here but left, and they're all grown up now. You know, I have their own kids, so I'm I'm excited to finally go back and and, like here's my little guy, you know, and see all the kids. And then my dad has a two story house waiting for us, so I'm excited to you know see what I'm gonna inherit. (laughs) (laughs) So you plan on moving back to Mexico? Uh, My parents, yeah, but me, no, if. I do end up getting that house. It's gonna be like a vacation. So, so your parents are moving back to Mexico? Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow, mm-hmm. dude. That's one thing I've noticed is uh, a lot of people that kind of came here really young and then they got older, like 40s and 50s. They kind of miss home, and then they start start going back because they miss home. Yeah, and a lot of it is like they miss it, but they have no opportunity here because you know discretion advised. Right. Parents still aren't here, you know, on legal terms. So they have no no retirement funds. They have nothing that they can rely on wow. if they want to quit working. So what they have is, you know, the money in the mattress in a house waiting for them back home that they don't have to pay anything for. Wow. Yeah. And my mom, she's very crafty with food. So she's going to open up a stand out there. You uh, love cooking also, right? I love eating. I'm no, that's me. Uh, <laughs> no, that's me. I love um, cooking. Oh, yeah. With last year, the, the, the earthquake that hit, uh, knocked down my grandma's old like family home, but the government in Mexico reimbursed my dad a couple things, and he invested his own money into rebuilding uh, like a two little two little like uh, cell posts. Like you can just post up and you know sell, like post up to sell shirts or whatever, like little tents, right? And we're located in a good spot in Mexico where you know it's right at the center. So he's just gonna rent those two little spots out and he'll make his money that way. When he goes home, and he doesn't really have to work, so he's he has it kind of figured out. That's good, yeah. Because a lot of families won't have anything figured out, like you said, they have no social security check, yeah. no retirement fund, mm-hmm. no 401ks, or anything like that. Yeah, they rely on their children to yeah. take care of them, and that's kind of the traditional Mexican way, also, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it is. Like they would have the farm, and then as they got older, the kids have to start taking care of the farm, anything. Yeah. See, that's one of the reasons I want to go back to Mexico too. We got my grandparents have a little farm out there. Yeah. And like one of my uh, one of my goals is to actually have my own farm like that. Yeah. A little ranchito, you know. Yeah, dude. The yeah, animals, the horses, the cows, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's, you know, always it's nice to plus one on whatever the last generation built. Yeah. And it's like we owe it to them because they. Yeah. You know, my I don't know if I would have the balls to take my eight-month-old child across the fucking yeah, desert. Can you, you know, in the middle of, of winter. Fuck that, dude. It's cold. It's cold. One of the stories my dad tells me is a thousand miles. Yeah. One of the stories my dad tells me is that it was so cold, you know, I was crying because you know I was cold. And uh, the coyote was like, hey, tapale la boca ese chamaco, like, you know, cover that kid's mouth. Yeah. And one of the dudes next to him was like, no, fuck that guy. Like, you know, don't cover your son's mouth because then you can kill him. He's like, is that really worth your son's life? He's like, if we get caught, if the immigration takes us back, they take us back, you know? But it's, that's not worth your son's life. He's like, let your son cry, you know? 
you'll be fine. So we already got through, and here I am. Get on the fucking floor! <laughs> I'm gonna just put stand up on my hands up like yo, <laughs> these two, these two. I, I want to see some fucking papers. <laughs> Here you go, bro. <laughs> right in green crayon, bro. That should work. Slide a ten in it. Damn, only got five. That's good. Eleven fifteen. We got a good, uh, a good amount of variety to choose from. Mm-hmm. So. Dude, that was pretty fun. I got to learn a lot from doing that. Uh, I feel like uh, my first three podcasts was more like I was too involved, but it was one on one at the same time with a friend or true. But I like having it to where like it can go anywhere. You know, yeah. the podcast can go anywhere. But one of the hard things is like finding a voice. You know, you don't know like what kind of show you want to give. You don't want you yeah. know if it should be more relaxed, more business like, more like certain. Why can't you have? Or are you trying to have one? One thing, or are you trying to have like a variety of things? Like, that's, okay with variety. You can do like different categories. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You can do certain categories, but at the same time, whenever you're doing like a podcast, you have to have like a target group that you want. You know, like. Well, uh, what are things you like? See, that's the thing. I try to choose from things that I like, like uh, business. Um, I read a lot of books, but I don't really want to talk about books, but I love talking about business. And I love kind of like society and psychology. So I try to interpret that right now into whatever I do um, with whatever I'm given. But I don't know like what kind of show it should be, more relaxed or serious. Um, it's kind of like having to find, find yourself in your yeah. platform. Because, like, if you started a, a podcast tomorrow, you're a funny guy, but what would you talk about? Uh, I think I would just talk about, like, just what I would feel like would be relatable. Like, you know, well, now would be being a dad or, you know, going out fishing and it being a tough bite, you know. Most fishermen are like, oh, yeah, you know, fish have been a hard to come by this season. Or, like, um, you know, the traffic in, in, the, in the city. Everyone can relate to traffic, you know. A movie, Bird Box, you know, you can talk about Bird Box. I never watched the thing, but, you know, that's something that a lot of people are into, you know. A lot of people are, are very, uh, you know, they analyze things a lot. I'm one of those people into things that I really, really like, you know. I really, I think about why did that happen? Like, who planned for that to happen? Right, exactly. You know? So, and yours are more in things like fishing and movies, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, you would find an audience there. I watch no movies just about and I've been fishing like three times okay. right? yeah. so it's like a whole different market right, so everyone right. has a different market that they kind of relate to mm-hmm. so you would already know yours you could go start tomorrow and people who <laughs> started listening to you would be dads that like to fish you fish, yeah. they like to fish they like hey, to watch movies with the family he's stuck in traffic right. so Hector what are some things you would talk about on a podcast if you started one tomorrow I'll just start one tomorrow probably sport honestly see so yeah. that's a Sports. It, that target market is screaming at you. People that like watching sports, you know. So that's kind of like how you find your market. I necessarily haven't found my market right now. I don't know who I want to uh, like entertain, who I want to interact with. I have an idea suggestion for you. Oh, let's hear it. Uh, maybe at the end of your podcast, you can always end it the same way, like you know, asking your guests a certain question, like you just did us, you know. Uh, and it doesn't have to be the same question, but it could be like, you know, always end it with a question that, you know, 
closes off, you know, what you guys just talked about. Yep. Or okay. ask like, oh, well, what are some ideas you guys want us to talk about? Right. Mm-hmm. What are some topics you guys would like yeah. to see on this on this on podcast? And that's why I feel like once you get a bigger following and you have more people, you have a bigger like research mm-hmm. base. Yeah. So you can start to ask people that actually want to be listening what they want to hear, and then you kind of figure out, okay, these are the people listening to me. This is my target market. Mm-hmm. Because if everyone starts asking me to talk more about sports, then I'd be like, okay, people that listen to me talk um, like to hear about sports. But that's not gonna happen because I'm, you know, I don't play a whole lot of yeah, sports, like, which is why I like to bring guys like you and Ephraim on, so you guys can talk, talk about sports. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact they can get wide like that. But uh, I named it Think Twice because I would like it to make people think. Like you said, ended on the question, mm-hmm. and with that, take the question we last talked about and think twice about it. Showtime. Out.